Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Boom, we're on. <laughs> and today's guest, we've got Maddie Fox. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you. So, lost your job in lockdown. Yeah. Now you get fucking a lot of work done. Do you get your tits and that done? <laughs> Everything? Yeah, since and now, then. And OnlyFans? Yeah, pretty much. OnlyFans popping off? Very much so. So, before we get into all the madness, I always go back to the start of my guests. Get a bit of finding out about who you are, where you grew up and how it all began. Okay, so I'm Madison Fox, I'm from Horsham, I'm 30. Uh, for me, it started, I'm one of four, I'm the oldest. I've got two brothers and a sister. Um, family, you know, we weren't, we weren't rich, we were far from it, we were very poverty stricken. But we lived in like a very middle class area. So most of my childhood was brought up with, you know, my friends going on holiday or, you know, having the best clothes and stuff. And I just, we just didn't really, to be honest. Um, so I just always felt like I was striving to, you know, become something, do something with my life. And really when it started for me, properly was when I came out of a long-term relationship four years ago um and I was a totally different person back then physically and mentally and really that's when things started for me that's how I found myself and developed this what were you like in your relationship um it was I was with him since 21 to like 27 so I was learning to become sort of independent and I, I've always been opinionated. I've always been, you know, kind of trying to be independent, but he was more of the controlling aspect of trying to tell me what to wear, what I can and cannot say, how I should act. I really was not allowed any type of autonomy over my own life. So it was really hard. And why did you stick it so long then? Um, I think I was just trying to find the 
willpower to leave because in a way I thought maybe this is love maybe this is what a relationship is is supposed to be um and deep down I think I knew it was so wrong on so many levels even from day one but I think I was just naive and just felt like I always needed somebody so just just tried to stick it, tried to fix it with material things, buying a house, you know, getting dogs, cars, holidays, and it just never, ever made me happy, never fulfilled. Once the dogs are involved, it's hard to cut exactly, away. Exactly, it is. That, really hard. What sort of dogs? So I've got two chihuahuas now. Yeah. They're not, it's not as if they're high maintenance. No, they're not. They're I've very got a Rottweiler, man. Like, he's <laughs> a fucking nutcase. So he is. <laughs> He's an absolute crackpot, man. Like chihuahuas, you can just put in your bag and fuck yeah. off. Did you leave with the dogs? What's that? Did you leave with the dogs? Uh, yes. Yeah, so well, at the time, I only had one of them. Um, so, yeah, he he didn't give a fuck. So he just said, take the dogs. What were you like before, though? Were you not flash, but were you out there the way no. you are now? Or were you kind of reserved? Really? Or did you always have that in you, but he kind of suppressed it? Yeah, I definitely always had it in me but I was extremely shy, reserved, always felt like I didn't know how to interact with people because he, he really made me feel like kind of a bumbling imbecile. So as if I'm not capable of anything or, you know, like this walking mistake, really. And I, I, I knew deep down that actually I am really, really smart. I was smarter than him and I just was never able to have that you know, just independence of anything. Yeah, well, it's been a puration in it. It's yeah. put you down where you feel as if you need someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what happened after the relationship? Were you thinking, fuck it, I'm going to be me? Or are you still kind of reserved, still trying to figure it out? So I immediately left after Christmas of 2018, I think it was. And... um I had to move back in with my mum in her spare room. So it was really difficult for a long time. And I think it was just the building blocks starting to gain confidence of being single, going on dates, meeting people, you know, working on my own, my own money for my own future. Um, not that I did anything major before, but it was just the start of being on my own, really. What job did you do? So I worked for a technology company in project management. So it's so fucking boring. I just hate it. And again, every day I would walk into the office and I just knew that I couldn't stick this out much longer. And I know it sounds really dramatic, but every day I walked in, I just felt like I had this noose around my neck that was tightening. And um, I used to just look out the window and think, what the hell can I do to make money to escape this? And I, I just, you know, was grappling with things, try, trying to develop any idea to, to get out of that job. Um, yeah, and then lockdown hit, really. And then you lost your job? Yeah, so on the 18th of March, um, the t previous two weeks to that, they... Basically took me into a room and said, look, either we can take you to a disciplinary or you can hand in your notice today. And it was totally put me on the spot. I was not expecting it. Um, they just wanted to get rid of me and they used it as an excuse. It wasn't just me who left. They ended up being 12 other staff as well. But we didn't, is that why you get sacked, OnlyFans? Um, it was a big factor, yeah. I, I had actually... So the story was that... As soon as I bought my house in 
December 2019, I realized that I only had £100 left over every month. So I literally had no money. And I was just thinking, like, what can I do to make money? I need a second job. Thought about a state agency and all these things. And um, then one day on Instagram, randomly, I saw this advert for a webcam company. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. It's to do with online. I'll give it a go. And you know, when you sort of hear stories in the newspaper or, you know, like Daily Star webcam model earns 150 grand a year and you're like, yeah, right, whatever. I sort of, I logged on to this website the first evening that I ever did it. Obviously, I didn't tell anybody and um, did, had no idea what I was doing. I literally just clicked go. And in my expectation, I just thought maybe I'll, maybe I'll make five pounds or 10 pounds, you know, just didn't think anything of it. And after the three hours that I'd been logged on, I looked, I, I logged off and I looked at the account with how many credits it said it had in it. It said like 400 pounds. And I was like, what the fuck? You really can't make money from this shit. And I just suddenly scratched my head and I was like, maybe I can leave my job. Like, maybe this is something that I could do to earn money. Um, so I did it like really ad hoc um, every day after work, like didn't tell my mom or anything. And I started an OnlyFans on the side of the camming as well. And stupidly I did confide in a work colleague about it and that's obviously then been filtered back to my boss and then they they cornered me about it that that day when they were trying to make me hand in my notice and said we understand that you have a second job online and I said well I don't know what you're talking about you know you deny it <laughs> of course I'm not gonna own up to that um but hey they were complete they were trashed at me. So I just have so many bad feelings towards them. But it worked out really well for me. So I'm thankful in a way, actually. So your first time, was when you switch the camera on go, what are you doing? Um, so I log onto this website. I've got my own little profile. And it just says, you know, I'm available. And you just get calls coming through. So your computer will call and you'll accept it and then your webcam will be on and somebody will be typing in the box. And you kind of just interact with them from that point on, whether they decide to have their webcam on or not. Um, and, you know, I was very successful very, very quickly. And, yeah, it just changed my life, really. Like a babe station kind of thing? Like, so... Are you typing back and... Yeah, so I actually then joined... Um, as soon as the day I lost my job, I'd already been headhunted, not for babe station, but their competitor. And I, li I had originally just said, oh, no, don't worry about it, you know. I can't work for you guys. And then on the day I got fired on the 18th of March, I picked up the phone. I was like, I'll do any shift, any day, any time, any hour, every hour, I'll be there. And so it was a babe station type setup, taking calls, working on TV. And I won an industry award within three months of doing it um, and became probably the most successful newcomer. So you've won this award, then... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is that it then? Just full steam ahead? So full steam ahead on the camming, working on television frequently, late night, taking calls, doing camming. And to be honest, I didn't really properly do OnlyFans until last year, last April, where I flipped from predominantly doing camming to then just doing OnlyFans, um, just because of the scalability of it. Um and it, fuck me, it paid off very quickly. So what sort of stuff are you doing then with the webcam? Um, so Do people tell you what to do? You yeah. get more money? Like, how does it yeah, work? Yeah, so you, you kind of just ascertain what somebody is into, what people like. But, it, I mean, it's so varied. It's crazy. It can be just sitting there talking. It can be, you know, instructional stuff, solo stuff, feet stuff. Um, I've been asked to do some crazy, crazy stuff. What sort of stuff have you been asked to do? So... Probably one of the most strangest was a guy who's very well known on the Babe channels calling late at night and he will instruct you on, you know, how to act, how to behave. And the the scenario is that he's lying on the bed and that you've got a knife, you pull it up and you drag it down into him and you stab him and you're like, die, bastard, die. Um, and as you, you know, all of this is being instructed by him. And he's like, when you lift the knife out, you lick the blood off. And as you're pretending to stab him, he's going, oh, like on the other side of the phone. It's just so, I mean, each to their own. But Do you get to see these people? Sometimes, yeah. What's the worst thing you've seen? Worst thing I've seen... Oh, it's pretty bad, actually. It's it's actually really taboo bad. This is anything goes. Oh, worst thing I've seen is a guy in, uh, like, masturbating in what looks like a little girl's bedroom. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, that, it's man, so it? creepy. But what do you do when you see shit like that? It's 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 really hard, actually. That that particular scenario has been a dilemma that has weighed on my conscience conscience big time um yeah really majorly actually yeah but a lot a lot of these people weird as fuck a lot of people just kind of looking for a little extra (laughs) stimulant whether they're wives at work or or there's a lot of creepy bastards um no i would say actual creepy stuff is really really quite rare it's very rare I mean, I've spoken to thousands of people over the last three years, and it's very rare. I'm good friends with porn star called Georgie Rio, and she used to do the webcam. I couldn't fucking shat in a plate, man, and just stuck his face in it while she was watching. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's great. Who the yeah. fuck does that? Like, who else? They had um, Megara Fury. She was a dominatrix. She used to shite in like, bowls, and they used to, they, these guys used to eat it and just talk away as if it's normal. Like. <laughs> 
it's not it's a lot of the stuff is not right as well but he's to her own listen they're doing it behind closed doors they're doing it yeah everybody's got different sort of fetishes yeah so be it as long as you're not harming kids or animals exactly or yourself like it's just it's to her own you cannot be held accountable for your thought there's no such thing as a thought crime so you know fantasy can be anything it, it it doesn't mean that you would ever act that out or ever happen it's just the way the human brain works i actually am super laid back i don't judge anybody because we, it's all human it's human nature um and the curiosity of everything especially taboo stuff so um i, I just don't judge there's absolutely no judgment from so me. when you're doing the webcam stuff what's the most you've made in a night Oh, most I made it a night from camming. Uh, two and a half grand. Fucking decent wages though, aren't it? Mm, very decent. When Life changing. When did your mum find out? Oh, <laughs> my mum found out after I was leaving my dogs with her to go home. And uh, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going shopping, mum. And one day I just thought, I'm making so much money, I've got to tell her. And um, it's really funny, actually, because Louis Through just did a documentary on the website that I was doing it off of like a week before. And me and my parents had watched it. And um, I said, Mum, I've got to tell you something. This is what I've been doing. And she kind of was just very silent, very reserved um, and said, oh, yes, I did think you might be doing something like that. I don't know what that means, whether that's like a sliding or anything. But no, I mean, I, I think once you tell people, you know, what you're making, I, I think it changes people's opinions of it, really. What sort of figure you're making, can you say? What, fi what a month now? Oh. I mean, it's not 100 grand a month, but it's near that way. <laughs> no way. Is it? Yeah, it is. How many people have you got on your OnlyFans? Uh, I got over 2,000 subscribers. Loyal fans? Yeah, a lot of them. Because I, so my particular look is called dollification, bimbofication. Um, it's a specific fetish with looking like a walking, talking doll, Barbie, basically. And people love people, that. <laughs> Yeah, it's surprising, yeah. I know. Yeah, no. Not really. Like, people, like, you look at the kind of Pam Landers in that back in the day, the big tits, yeah, blonde hair. Yeah, it's, it's always, always been in fashion. Um, but yeah, that's my fetish. That is my thing. What do people talk to you like, though? Um, what, when they first meet yeah, me or when no, they're, I'm on cam? On cam. Um, to be honest, I have to say that every guy I ever speak to on cam or on OnlyFans or anything is incredibly chivalrous, charming, polite. Like, I have never really had any problems with any of them, really, at all. What sort of things do you do on OnlyFans? Um, so mainly I do solo content. I have done some boy-girl stuff, uh, but not too much in that. Um, but, why not? Um, why not? Because I'm single and I think if I really jumped in, which I would do, I absolutely would love to do it, like full on. Uh, 
But it would be a huge no-no for so many guys. It would hinder my ability to have a meaningful relationship a lot. And you feel as if you struggle to have one now because of what you do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I struggled before, but it's definitely an issue for guys. Modern day guys do not like the fact that your girlfriend can be seen online nude. No, they hate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honest, I'd be the same that... Like, um... I don't know if, like I say, I think majority of men are quite controlling, but you've got to be honest that like, it would be fine for three months, a yeah. couple of months, and then the jealousy would kick in. Yeah. People have seen my bird's tits, people have, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you'll get somebody who will embrace you, accept it for who yeah. it is. Like, I think it's just become the norm now. The fucking women next door doing it. Like, it's not <laughs> as, as bad as it was 10, 20 years ago. When yeah. people, I think... It's just becoming so normalised. Like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, do what the fuck you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sh no doubt you'll meet somebody. But see, when you're... Is that then always at the back of your mind that you don't want to go f full in? Because I know porn stars that say they'll do it for a year, three years, make some money. 15 years later, they're still doing it. Yeah. Do you think you can become damaged while doing it as well? Um. If you went fully 100% with it yeah that's a good question do you become damaged from doing it no no I don't I don't think you do actually because I think it, it's my experience in this industry is that I've had better experiences through people paying than in my personal life with people you know meeting me and treat treating me for free I literally get treated like trash so no I think with the element of the industry and what we do there's honesty and people are upfront about intentions what it is for what they want to do it for or like those kind of things so no I mean, the way I see it is it's only been empowering for me and a positive experience. But again, everyone's story is different. It could be damaging if you're in a different s state of mind. But when the money's coming in, you kind of have a fuck you button. Who cares, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But when when is enough enough as it, well? What with regards to money? Yeah. Yeah, and actually it's funny you say that because I felt like that very recently that it's a constant train, you know, and I'm seeing people online, you know, this is very strange for me because a lot of my friends and colleagues are people in the industry now and the amount of wealth and money that is around, it's, I feel like that we're constantly in competition with each other and I don't want to play, like I don't want to compete, I don't want to constantly have people flashing cash on Instagram, cars, business class flights and stuff, I just want to just be humble that that's me personally but good for those people that you know have that's their personal choice to buy those things or show people that they've got those cars good for you but i just tap out of that but we're in this generation now we feel as if materialism feeds success like material things don't mean you're successful everything can be on the drip like your watch your car anybody can get anything hired or rented out like it's a fake illusion sometimes social media but then you do what you're doing people will see you as an object they'll not see yeah. you as a human being so the longer you do it the longer you will become damaged no matter what people say that yeah. I've interviewed enough porn stars and people who's just started OnlyFans and I can see the like their mind doesn't decline but they're in love in a fantasy world where the real life doesn't really mean anything like you're getting all the the gifts and the money and people being sweet to you but would these people be sweet to you as well a month down the line six weeks down the line if you were actually with them so you live in a bubble and it's a good bubble to be in. If somebody's been nice to you, then why not go there? If you're getting paid for it, why not go there? But then where do you where do you, where's the fine line between normality and 
you know, in we yeah. world. No, I totally agree. And when there's money involved, there's always an element of, you know, sometimes you could be doing something that actually you don't want to do, but you have to because it's money and you need to live and survive and progress. So, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their price right. And there's been times when I've been propositioned, you know, with real serious money to, to do things that personally I feel is just a little step too far. And if I was in a different state of mind, you know, would I be so strong with willpower and decline these things? I don't know. I can't. It's, it is really difficult. Yeah, you still see a lot of the girls doing OnlyFans, still stripping, escorting. Yeah. Like, but it's a shame because that's good people and you've clearly got your head screwed on as well you're not daft but you can't let that life you can't be too confident on it because it can fucking suck you right in one bad moment or whatever before you know you're on a flight to Dubai getting fucking shagged yeah. off one of the <laughs> Yeah, over no, there. Look, do you know what I mean it happens man yeah look, I, yeah, I know it does no disrespect to the people who do it but once you do it it's not that you sold your soul but Something then declines in your in your psyche, and then it becomes the norm. Like don't normalise being abused for money. I believe because yeah. money is an illusion, and I always repeat that stuff. And it is important for people to understand that like, you've got your head screwed on. But I'll, how long will that last as well? Like you've got to be careful. What sort of work have you had done? <laughs> so I've had I've had three boob jobs. Uh, lip filler. I have had Botox before. Semi permanent makeup hair extensions my teeth done uh that's it Ding. where does it stop yeah where does it stop good question uh earlier this year i did rein myself in because i was getting out of control i did feel it and you know i was booking in to have fox eye surgery nose jobs bbls which might do the bbl but um yeah, it's again, it's a train that once you're on it, it's hard to get off. Yeah, because you look at Madonna, she looks <laughs> fucking terrible. Oh, bless her, yeah. Do you know what I mean? No disrespect, to her. it's not how you bring people down, but you see people in their 60s and 70s and they still look great. So that's the only thing we're living in this society where this has become the norm. It's okay to get it done. Listen, you're still young, you're doing your thing, it looks great. Once you had those 40s and 50s, man, they look like a washed up tagger. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Madonna's proper. I think, fuck me, man. Like, she looks worse, I believe. And it's a shame, but she does. I've got to be honest. I feel like, as women, we really are conflicted because growing old gracefully is not seen to be an option for us. Men, silver fox, people nah, love it, right? I don't care. Um, but the men have turned out fucking worse. They're getting full of Botox and all the uh, lip fillers and cheekbones yeah. and like. I think this is a society we're in though it's fucking scary like it's really scary. how lost we're becoming yeah and look I see my friends I see people who I know constantly getting surgery changing and you know there is a fine line between a conscious decision and having to and having to do it because you really hate the way you look and you think you're ugly disgusting that kind of thing because when I've seen people I know change I wouldn't say that they've made themselves look more beautiful I would say they've only merely made themselves look different now I don't know if look I can't see myself from the outside in so I don't know what I would say about myself but I've had real troubles with my family, with what I have done to myself as well. Very difficult. When are you at your most confident? 
When am I at my most confident? Um, I don't know, actually. It's a good question. I think just every day I try to be, um, but there's always a niggle of, oh, I need to get this done, this done, because of the competition aspect. Um, but no, deep down, when I'm thinking about it clear, clearly, I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I am a catch. So I try to. You've got to be confident, fucks it, especially your job, man. Ex like, yeah. Where do you go? But how many subscribers? Is it subscribers on OnlyFans? Yeah. What's enough then? Is it 10,000? Where do you go? Are yeah, I've got a personal target in my head of what I want to earn, where I want to go with it. Um, but yeah, it's never enough. It never, ever, ever is enough. Does that not scare you? Yeah, it really scares me. It really, really does. Because, you know, look, I know where I've come from. I have had nothing before and most of my life. So it's only now that actually... And now I feel myself, I am getting disconnected from reality. You know, I hear my sister and her boyfriend, you know, moaning about buying Domino's because it's like 40 quid. And I'm like... You know, that, that is a lot of money to spend on one singular meal. And look, my, my mum struggles and stuff. So, you know, the way that I feel is I want to do good for, for me and my future and my family. So I, d I don't know. Yeah, but if you're making top dollar, that's that's the only thing that can keep you going as well, no matter if it's good or bad you're doing life. I've done a lot of bad stuff back in the day to get money because I thought, I can retire, my whole family can do good. Yeah. Karma came and got me. Now I'm trying to do it in a more productive way where yeah. it's more natural and it's harder because it's easier to do bad in my life but it's just try to do the right thing and you'll probably have that target in your mind it's not a bad thing that you're doing but you'll have it in your mind you can retire your mum you can retire your whatever yeah. and try and fucking buy them a domino a, a domino shop like fucking hell that like. yeah you know how easy it is to be made it's not i wouldn't even say it's easy because it must damage something doing that sort of job especially mm. how, do you have to message everybody as well yeah yeah of course absolutely how, how many messages a day um, you know, everyone's from a different time zone. So, you know, you won't have loads of people online at once. Everyone's doing different things at work. They have to go to work themselves and live a life. So it's not too much. It's okay. But yeah, it's all consuming. Every time of day, it's on my mind. When you work for yourself, you can't really switch off properly. So it's really, really difficult to balance. How is it people can send you videos, photos, or just like a WhatsApp? They can send me videos, photos, voice messages anything and everything and vice versa do people ever take the huff that you've not messaged back yeah oh majorly yeah i had a situation at christmas where my grandmother died on christmas day actually oh, thank you and i had booked in a week before a video call on the boxing day and i was messaging this person like i won't be able to make that time and um he was basically just like I want a refund it's like dude I've literally explained to you I can't get that to that time but I can get to you at this time no no you've cancelled on me blah 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 and I, I I'd had a conversation with somebody earlier a few weeks ago before that that said you know you need to hold back on how much you do tell people about your personal life so I didn't tell people that I was going through grief, basically. And then, you know, I had to then explain it to this guy. And he was like, well, why didn't you tell me sooner? 
are you crazy? You expect me on the day to be like, hi, Gary. Yeah, just letting you know my nan's died. I can't make the video call tomorrow. People are crazy. But look, that, that I am a service and they treat me like that. They don't treat me like a real person sometimes. So it can be frustrating. But actually, those types of people are quite rare. So when you uh, when they do a uh, FaceTime kind of thing, like, do they pay you? Yes. Yeah. Do, you, do you go at the highest bidder? Like, how does it work? So I have a flat charge that I do for video calls. Um, how yeah. much? So I charge $150 for 10 minutes, uh, $250 for 20, an hour, 600 What happens an hour? <laughs> Um, I guess it's just more time to talk, get to know each other, conversate so that the clock isn't ticking. Obviously, 10 minutes goes quite quickly um, and an hour's much more in-depth. 600 bangers? $600. Fucking all right, man. Come on, I might just get off the fucking podcast game <laughs> and jump on OnlyFans. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell, that. But to do it, how many calls can you do a day? Uh, the, the the calls are difficult. The calls are difficult because if you're talking to multiple people, you know, one after another, that's why camming is incredibly draining because, you know, I've got 50, it could be 50 different conversations in my head and I find it hard to switch off at night because you're like, it's all crazy. Yeah, you're absorbing all that. Yeah, man. absorbing people's emotions. You're trying to remember everything about each person. How's your mum? How's your dog? How's your job? Oh, how did that thing go? So honestly, it's like an encyclopedia of everyone. But I do have this crazy skill that if I've spoken to you three years ago, just from your voice, I'll be able to remember. So see when you're doing that, look, when I'm... I can never switch off because I'm constantly thinking next guest clip to get made up like if you're making so much money man like how do you sleep I'd be, I'd be fucking two hours a night bang straight up again but I'm a workers I'm milking these bastards for what I can that's what I'm thinking yeah it's very hard minimal sleep I do find it hard to wind down and yeah it's it's very very difficult it is because my whole life is dedicated to serving other people. And then the only pe person daily really that I see that I see is my mom and she's working and I literally get zero retention from anybody, you know, legitimately in real life, which is crazy because what is that doing to me? It's basically teaching me unless someone pays, I'm not valued or it's honestly mentally that is a struggle. Do you feel cheap? Um, I think I'll always walk around with a chip on my shoulder that I still feel like, you know, I'm not worthy and I'm not the person that I am today, definitely. What's different? Part of the bigger tits and teeth, <laughs> bigger laps, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, what's different? Um, I'm mentally so strong than I was four years ago. I don't take shit from people. I'm not scared of anybody. I will say boo to a goose and I'm confident in who I am as an individual. I, I am proud of myself. So, so proud. Because if someone had told me, you know, I'd be sat here today four years ago, I literally would have laughed you out of the, out of the room. So, um, But money does give you confidence. Because um, you, you come at a stage where you don't 
No, it's not that you need anybody, but sometimes you've not got anything. You tend to people please a bit more. Yeah. And then when you start getting a bit income, you think, I don't need to take your shit. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it does grow a bit more confidence, but you working on yourself and getting things done, you probably wanted those stuff done a long time. Do you ever go through any bullying or that when you were younger? Oh, yes. I hated school. School was dreadful. Bullying was rife. I felt like I was in a prison daily amongst these complete animals. And I absolutely hated every single day of school. What about uh, boyfriends and stuff now, relationships? Like, how does people treat you as an object? Like, or do they see Um Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, they do treat me like an object. It's badge of honour. Oh, I've dated a babe station girl, an OnlyFans girl. It's badge of honour to say to their mates. And, yeah, it's pretty shocking, really, that people treat people like that. But the stuff that you're doing as well, then, and you know what men are like, then how can you trust a man? I can't. I wouldn't <laughs> simple answer I can't you can't try to be honest in life the only person you can trust is yourself and that is what I go by look I, I'll trust everyone until you give me a reason not to I'm not one of these people that's looking on your phone I, I'm not that that girl so I have a certain level of confidence with regards to that and trust but I, I'll never trust someone 100% no way because Look, I've seen how people behave online, you know, behind a closed paywall. They could have a wife for 20 years and she never knows this secret. It's pretty crazy how people are different online. It's crazy how people operate. You just don't know. You genuinely don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Those fuckers are up to that. Do they tell you they've got partners or wives? Or... Yeah. I've had people that are sli- like sleeping in the room with the girlfriend on the phone and she's in bed it is crazy what they'll get up to it's it's mental and as well on your when you open an OnlyFans, you must expect that your neighbor your brother's friend a family member all these people will go on your OnlyFans to see what is on there literally the number one people you can count to sign up will be anybody that knows you old school friends work colleagues anybody and anyone will go on that page but that's where the fetish is isn't it as to men what do you get women following you I have had a few yeah very very rare do you buy anything yourself Uh, I wouldn't have a relationship with a girl, but maybe have sex with a girl, maybe. That means you're fucking bi then, though. <laughs> I, don't, look, I don't know. I don't know if that makes me bi. I have no idea. I've never even thought about it. Look, women are hard work. Men are hard work at the best. I just, I would never, ever be in a relationship with a girl. No, not attracted to that. Yeah, why is that? Why is men and women like everybody's becoming hard work and that not feel that because everybody leads this solo life where everything we do is it's solo i'm doing this no one ever considers anybody else anymore it's all a selfish now 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 attitude empathy is low honestly people's ability to have a conversation and understand one another is at an all-time low that's why everyone's opinions are so you know, different nowadays. How do you deal with online stuff, trolls? So TikTok for me is the worst for trolls. Why? Every single comment, fake, fake, you know, just anything nasty, they will say it. Even the smallest detail, right? They've got it. They'll lock it down until 
you get bored and blue in the face, they'll keep saying it. And yeah. even if you admit, please don't say that, that will upset me, which will just only make them say it more. How is How do you deal with that? Um... <laughs> I do have days, on, especially on TikTok Lives, which I do very often, where I just can't take anymore. I am strong every day. I have to back my shit up. Look how I look, right? Do you think I would look this way if I had any element of not being one? You know, I'm not... People assume because I look like this, I want attention. And actually, it couldn't be further from the truth. I literally look this way because I just fucking like it. It's not that deep. And... Because I do look this way and it does get attention, the way that people perceive that is just, oh, they just won't let it lie. What's the one thing that boosts your subscribers? Like, what do you do? How do you keep them coming back? Um, I think just the fact that I am genuine and what you see is what you get. I really build a relationship. You know, some of my subscribers, I've been talking for three years, some of them talk to me more than my actual friends. So... You know, it's it's building a relationship, really. It's treating people as you want to be treated. And, you know, I receive something from it and hopefully they receive something from it as well. So, What about friends and stuff once they found you out and only fans that were not asked? Or was some of them thinking, fuck her? <laughs> um, obviously, my whole transition was during lockdown. So most people found out during lockdown and when everything was weird anyway um people were interested people were surprised like oh wow um it's been positive from what i've heard but i guess if it was negative they probably wouldn't say it to my face um but again once people realize how much money you can earn and the potential everyone's like oh god i want an only fans you know it's that mentality what's the most somebody's offered for sex <laughs> a lot like hundreds of thousands where where is this person yeah in london he's actually very well known celebrity he's well i wouldn't call him a celebrity but we probably shouldn't talk about that high up family i don't know just someone with money <laughs> no, a couple no comment. hundred bags a couple of hundred grand yeah a lot like we're talking a lot and I've heard about how much people have received from this person. And it's, it's a lot. It's a fuck of a lot. Life-changing. Bank transfer or cash? If I could have that in cash, yes, please. <laughs> More I dick. So why did you reject that? I rejected it because once you go from online to in person, that is what fucks you up that's when you lose yourself. Because if I don't have autonomy over what I actually do with my physical body, I have nothing left in life. It's done. You're gone. Your head is gone. How much did they offer? Like 200k. Like a lot. And that was like minimum of what would have been on offer. Tell them I'll fucking shag them. That's it. Get a cash ready. See? Money talks. Yeah, Look, this but, is the crazy thing. Money talks. But, you can make, if you went out on the street right now and you said, Look, I'll give you a thousand pounds to do this, I guarantee you will have a success rate of 99.9%. It's mad, isn't it? But again, you've got to have, you've got to value yourself 
always tell that to my daughter and that as well. You must value yourself always yeah. for a very young age, but don't ever let anybody disrespect you. That's that's a sense of a power trip as well. You then become a target yeah. because you're rejecting that. More offers, more money. But then that could be just your manipulation skills. You know how to, <laughs> how to play the game the to, get, to get that up friend. to half a million. Do you know what I mean? Like fair fucking play. Hey, but, a million in order. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, because some people with serious, serious money, everybody's just a pawn in their game. It's true. Money is power. That is clear with everything. And this is the thing. Once you have money, what else do you want in life? It's power, isn't it? Yeah. Why do people go into politics? Why do people go into business? You know, multi-million pound businesses. It's, yeah, it's power. It's just power traps. That's exactly what it is because nothing ha has any value to them anymore. Absolutely. Because if money is trickling, and I've seen it. I, I see how it sends people into this egotistical thing. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier with the Instagram posts. People don't understand. And we all do it to each other equally. We're all responsible for what we put online and how we the perception is received by people looking at it it's all for an ego trip we want people to be like oh wow look at that car look at that handbag she's got on her arm and i just don't want to play that game because you can't ever win you can't be the best because a billionaire will sweep in and have 20 chanels you know and i just i understand that you can have all the money in the world, but honest to God, it is happiness that matters. It's being at peace and happiness. It's it's worth so much more than money. How long have you been doing this? Uh, coming up three years. Still fresh, isn't it? Very fresh, yeah. I feel fresh. <laughs> it's, still, it's, still, it's still a mad industry, isn't it? It's like porn industry, it's sex work, that... It's crazy. I know girls who just who do it in their brand pants and they, they still make a little crust in that. But do you feel as if the more hardcore you become, the more money you make? I know that if I went in tomorrow and did hardcore porn, I'd be an, a millionaire. As absolutely no doubt. 100%. It just would happen. I, honestly, if I did interracial, if I did all these things, I'm telling you, it'd be so minted. I just know it because there's a gap. There's gaps in the market because women don't are reluctant to do it and go fully into the you know hardcore porn world. But why is it's fucking porn sites are free? Like, why do men pay? Like, it's, it's beyond me. Like, why they get sucked in? Like, why so is that? Porn is free to access online, but that's because the adverts you're watching is paying for you to receive it for free. Um, I think when it comes to OnlyFans, it's much more of a personal service. Like if you have a favorite celebrity, I don't know, let's say Brad Pitt, and you could talk to him online and get him really to do anything for you and say anything, wouldn't you do it? It's again, it's an ego stroke to a lot of guys because they want you to, oh, can I meet you? Can I do marry you anything really so if you've got to do stuff in on the camera for them as well yeah 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 everything <laughs> all the time every day yeah do you ever get a day off um yeah i do i do take time off now i'm much better in at it now during lockdown i was working like 15 hour days i'd be like be online and literally, I'm not, I am not joking. It was call after call after call after call. I would smash it. 
So what sort of shit are you doing? Claim yourself or you fucking yeah. usual suspects. <laughs> all the, and shit. Yeah, all the usual suspects. So dildo play, anal, staff, you know, boobs. That's and- a lot of graft, but isn't it? That is a lot of graft, <laughs> man. Like you not you must fucking sleep well. It is a lot of graft uh, mentally and sometimes when you get a request, you're just like <sighs> You know, oh God, not today. Um, but you just got to suck it up. And, you know, I, I'm just really ambitious. I really want to change my life. And I, and I am. And I've got a personal goal in mind. I really just want a huge fuck off house. And then I'll just be able to chill and go on holidays. And that you, think, you think that? Or? Yeah, I know. No, and I, I understand that that's always the goal. Uh, and it just you're always wanting more but I definitely feel like I'm just learning that you know it's if you buy a Louis Vuitton handbag right it's still just a handbag you've just paid two and a half grand for it it's it's just not what you think it is and you're always wanting more like during 2020 after doing this very early on I bought a car like a different car went from a Fiat 500 to a Jaguar F-Type and, you know, it's still just a car. And if someone said to me tomorrow, I'll take your Jag off you, here's your Fiat back, I'd still be just as happy because it's just a material thing. Yeah, it's not what you're going to find your happiness, as sad <laughs> as it is. Because yeah. if you've been bullied and if you've not had any money, then you get that thing. Once you get it, you don't even really appreciate it as much because you think, is that it? Because in my mind, we see people that are more younger and we think their life must be amazing. Every millionaire and billionaire I know are fucked. They're the same not right for me. in the head, man. My experience is the same. I um, have dated, you know, a guy that was very from a very, very wealthy family. And I've never seen people so unhappy before. And, you know, because money is so hard to accumulate and to earn good, livable money, let's be honest, it's so hard and impossible especially in England today you know just to have a livable wage that people assume that you know oh if I just earn 10 grand a month I'll be so happy but once you get to that you're then like if I just earn 50 I'll be so happy the goalposts always move on to something else look at Andrew Tate you know like he's got 10 Bugattis in five different colours like it why? Because we're always wanting more material material objects and it's happiness that we should be chasing and just at peace and ha- like knowing yourself because actually that's the one thing that I have learned through talking to a lot of people that most people are living a lie. They want to be this character or something that, you know, big muscly guy or, or whatever it is and they never ever achieve it for fear of what other people will think. And actually... You know, as much as people critique me for how I look and I understand that I look very different from most people and it is a very out there thing, but this is how I want to fucking look, right? And I've done I've done the mental work. I've had counselling over vast amount of years. I've done that legwork and I know that I am of sound mind. I know a lot of people won't believe that, but it is true. Um, and... Yeah, that uh, through reading this particular book that I was reading. What did you read? Um, Happy Sexy Millionaire 
by Stephen Bartlett, on the very last page, he explains there was research done on very elderly people with what their, you know, life, what their number one regret was in life. And they said, it's not living, you know, unapologetically as myself, as I wanted to do, you know, why do so many people come out gay 40 years after and things like this? So many people are holding the, themselves back for fear of being critiqued, what people will think. I honestly just do not give a fuck anymore because I don't live life for anybody but myself. And I respect people that are just unapologetically themselves. Yeah, but that's why it's so easy to be successful now because everybody's weak. Everybody's scared of other people's opinions. But when I built this podcast and that, I thought, fuck it, man. And the people I interview, I even put a post out today, like people still complain. I've interviewed murderers, drug lords, fucking bombers, porn stars <laughs> and people still say I'm unfollowing you and I think who <laughs> fucking cares like, this ain't an airport like, no cunt cares about your departure do you know what I mean I, I genuinely don't give a fuck I'm here to create content I'm here to make money feed my kids and live a, a, a better life and just try and gain some freedom where I know I can retire at any fucking minute that's why I work so hard now but I'm like yourself can I though can I have I got a cut off point I don't know because I'm an addict but I love I need hustle. I need to go up to something. So it scares me that will I ever stop? And should you ever stop? Like you see people in their 70s and 80s, they retire and then they fucking die. Do you know what I mean? Like life is too short. For me, it's just a big game. Mm. Play the game right. Just enjoy it as well as much as you can. But yeah. it's difficult. What, what made you get counselling? Um, my past relationship, it was sending me crazy with my ex I was with for six years. You know, he would tell me what I could, couldn't wear, what I could look like. And it just sent me so mental, so mental that I had... Now you've returned the favour. <laughs> All these pals at work wank over you and fucking... Do you know what I mean? Look, I know for sure that they've signed up, so... They're the first design up. So as it's true men, the thing about men is it's scary that there's not, not much loyalty anymore and they don't need to be loyal if somebody's birds on fucking OnlyFans but I'm just <laughs> saying in general that I don't know man like, I've got good friends and I've got good family and that but I, I don't see much loyalty outside of that like, I've got a, enough friends now I don't want any new ones first thing I don't fucking trust the cunts do you know what I mean but it's just have you ever seen him since your ex have you ever heard from him? Um, I have spoken like very briefly, not of anything really on it, Facebook Messenger, but nothing, you know, congratulatory to me. No, I, I would, lo I would love to know what he thinks. Actually, I'd be fascinated um, because I am so, so different, or at least I think I am. Um, but no, no, never heard from him properly since. Do you think part of you, who you've become now, is because? of him oh definitely yeah absolutely and of my schooling as well just being bullied and never you know I have severe dyslexia so throughout school I was always you know bottom of the class struggling you know through my whole life I just had this thing that I was just never good enough at work they would critique me over you know doing a spreadsheet in pink rather than blue and all these menial things and I just never felt good enough. And actually, that is one thing that, you know, with this industry, with what we do, it's not exactly one of those things that people pat you on the back for, you know, <laughs> job well done. Um, 
And that is what I'm looking for, actually, is just people to be like, yeah, do you know what? You came... Because my life could have been so different, right, through lockdown. There honestly was no other jobs. And that is part of the reason why I started doing it. I would do anything just to survive. There's nothing I wouldn't do. Um, but you're not known. I'm talking about working at McDonald's here, okay? Um, but, yeah, like... I really, honestly, it was like do or die. And I could have lost my house, my car, and s literally been sent straight back to the beginning, like have to move in with my mum again. Um, so I've honestly, I've pulled myself out of poverty. I don't understand, I don't think people understand just how hard that is to do. Yeah, you're making money. That's the, the, the thing is like, it's either that, become homeless or whatever. You found an avenue and you've stuck to it. Listen, it takes courage, it takes guts, especially in this day and age where everybody's got an opinion. Do you know what I mean? But just do you, as long as you're not harming yourself and as long as you're not, it doesn't fucking deteriorate that mindset because we're all guinea pigs for OnlyFans and mobile phones. We genuinely don't know how it's going to affect humans in 20, 30 years. I've got a rough idea myself how it's going to go, mm. but the now it's fun, the now you're making money, the now you're getting all the wee perks that you think you want, but five years of that, ten years of that, man, I don't want you back on this podcast and you're looking like fucking Madonna. <laughs> look, I can't promise anything, but um, look, if I could earn £1.2 million a year through being a scientist, I would do that. I'm actually really, really smart. And do you know what? That is one thing that surprises people about me because I'm a walking contradiction, right? I look how I look and people immediately underestimate me, but I can literally talk about anything um, and, you know, I take interest in political things and what's the future of the economy and, and things like that. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's crazy how people judge me based upon how I look. And actually, that's probably one reason why people continue to subscribe because I'm actually a really good conversationist. I can have a good conversation. You know, I'm not, you're sort of like, oh, come and subscribe and yeah keep it cunt yeah so I just try and do my best really with every single person what do you think you're like, if you were if you were prime minister what things would you change <laughs> uh, I would start to tax the wealth of super wealthy rich people but they don't they keep their money it's the peasants like, that fucking pay 40% tax it's, something's got to change because society is on target to collapse in 2040 there's more going to be more and more and more older people on this planet and not enough younger people to pay the tax it's simple fact it's unsustainable how it currently is so look I'm just trying to earn as much money as I can quickly I don't know how long this OnlyFans thing will last is it a trend is it a fad will it die out like social media does one thing's in fashion one year and the next it goes so I don't know how long this is this is sustainable um is but, that in your mind that that definitely like they could just pull the plug on it and then what 100% nothing lasts forever anyway look at what OnlyFans did last year they went to ban any nudity any adult content yeah, what was that about uh, who knows what that was about it was a bad PR decision it, it looks like they were trying to list it on the stock exchange which is probably why they were setting it up to be like a non-adult platform because again the system is rigged so you know the fact that women are earning a lot of money from doing adult content now the powers that be do not like that so 
it, look, it's so old-fashioned how things work still today. How many people are on OnlyFans in the UK? Creators? Yeah. Um, I don't know how many creators in the UK. I think how many creators are on the platform is something like, not as much as you think, probably like 1.5 million globally, I think it is. It's a lot of fucking dildos, but I think it's used when you think about it as well. Globally? Like a lot, a million and a half when you think about it. So eight, mo eight billion people on the planet. How many of those are successful though? Not many. That's why when you're on OnlyFans, it tells you what percentage you are what on percent, the site. Percent you're zero, zero point zero one. Zero point one. I don't know what I am actually. Zero point one five. Who's the biggest earner on it? Biggest earner on the platform? Celebrities. Celebrities are because, you know, if you've got, I don't know, 10 million followers and you even make 1% of that, you're laughing. What about the Stephen Bear stuff? Have you been following that? Who? Stephen Bear, how much sold these? Oh, Stephen Bear! Fucking Twitter is shagging his missus and yeah. he just got done there for the thing with Georgia. Yeah. Um, but that's wrong, man. So many that's so wrong, bad, yeah. Man. Revenge porn. Look, there's always going to be somebody who's trying to bring you down. It happens to all of us, you know, people try and rip content off your site and stuff. How do they do that? So somebody's filming you and you're doing a FaceTime, can they record that and then put it wherever they want so do you know what people people don't record the video calls because obviously you then know who it is um it's more of a they rip your content repost your images that are behind the paywall that kind of thing and that is something that infuriates me because the world is such an unfair place you know the law is not there to sort of ensure the security of sex workers like no one gives a fuck about sex workers <laughs> do you have stalkers stalkers i have had stalkers how yes. do you deal with them um i had one guy that actually ended up coming and knocking on my door and i was like dude you need to leave right now I had one guy do a drive-by i've had an ex ex boyfriend stalk me at my house. Yeah. How do I deal with them? I note it. I mean, there's not much you can do. The police are, as we know, the police, they're not that great. Um, so yeah, it's what can you do until there's a hand round your neck strangling you? Don't no no nine and hope they'll be there really. You must have seen some funny shit man doing this stuff. Like what's the funniest stuff you've seen? Funniest shit I've seen. Do you know what? I've written down like on my phone all the weirdest things that I've seen or no, had. It's over there. You have to pass it to me. Um yeah, you must have seen some fucking mad shit, man. Like people are, people are genuinely weird. Like that makes me question society as well. Like everybody's got their wee fetishes. I get it, but when people go, can go extreme, when I hear because I've interviewed so many people, <laughs> I think nah. And then you realise once you start hearing more stories, you think fuck me, like the world's mad out there. The world is completely mad. That's the scary thing. Let's find, let's find the list of my stories that I wrote down. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much on there. Why don't you write all the stories, all your mad stories down? Yeah, of just what people have said to me or like the scenario that they've called in. 
So I've had somebody... <laughs> so someone said, I have a fetish for toenails. Um, I've had another regular camera who comes on and basically pretends to be somebody from the council and like oh you, I have to come into your house and you have to pretend to meet me like he's the council man and um, a guy called Jack Sparrow comes in and he only talked talk to me Spider. in pirate puns <laughs> anything he said was a pirate pun um, a guy who called up before and all he did was kept saying toes like and kept saying to me keep saying toes 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 um what's the one thing that <laughs> you never thought was possible but it's quite a common fetish the feet thing i get now the because feet yeah, thing. I a lot of, you see that now like, i see a lot of girls who post and people send the money to send pictures of your feet like for me it's not really fuck all do you know what I mean? Like, but is it, what's the one thing that you see now that is kind of common and you think? Definitely feet. Definitely feet. Feet is a big one for people, actually. Because I think the, the, you know, the thing in society with men being big, strong men and women being sort of like subservient creatures, that men like to flip it when they serve you. And it's very much about worshipping the woman and all of that. Um, what do you think, Kelly? Like, see, when they think about these fantasies and bring them to life, like, is part of them really that individual that they want to be 24-7, though? Do you know what I mean? Like, want women to dominate men and fucking shows your feet and like, do you think that's them? Like, some of these guys are top fucking judges and... <laughs> QCs and and it's mad to think that they're giving people sentences but yet they're having a wank off somebody's feet like ain't it, ain't it mad though like now that you're in that life like you probably need to go back to your fucking counsellor <laughs> do you know what you, having said that I am actually going to but no yeah I find it fascinating actually because you find out somebody's deepest darkest deepest darkest secret that nobody else knows so it's quite fascinating what people are into what like triggers that fetish button for them because everybody has something right i think it's pretty weird that i like looking like a walking talking sex doll that's pretty weird um as a bird with big tits and blonde hair it's not <laughs> it's not that weird as well do you know what i mean somebody want to have a wank over looking at your feet it's weird <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like even though when people this try to steal your content, like some of these men on these, imagine somebody was recording every one of them. <laughs> They're fucked. Imagine they all get exposed. Um, if yeah. they all get the banger out and just having a wank and shit, it's like, like what, that sort of shit. Yeah. Do you ever get turned on by it or has it just become a, a job? Um, yeah, I definitely do. I'm a very sexual person anyway so of course I do definitely do if it's something that is a mutual feeling of chemistry and I'm enjoying it as well then yeah of course absolutely um and plus I like to learn about other people's fetishes and it's fascinating really really enjoy it what's your fetishes my fetishes are just mainly like obviously I really like XL implants, fake lips. I like a guy to be 
very controlling um only in the bedroom not outside of that but yeah that that's really me but look I'm very open-minded so I'm a people pleaser if you like it I'll really like it if I like you so you're easy fucking guided to <laughs> fall in love with somebody you'll do as a please basically kind of thing well I, I that's something the guys fucking wish <laughs> so I really want a guy in my life that is really into the whole bimbofication dollification as much as I am because it is such a big part of my life and not everybody likes this look it is a lot especially when you're out and about in public you know you're going to a restaurant or bar or whatever so it is a lot, you know, people stare constantly, eyes are on me. Even if I'm wearing like a huge baggy jumper, I cannot hide. Um, and honestly, people stop, stare, point. It's constant, constant, constant tension. And I'm not even looking for it. But you're going to get it. Even now when I'm on this, you're trying not to look down. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> It's just, as men, it's the natural instinct as well. Because you see somebody with big feet, you go, oh, size that cunt's feet. Like, I think... So if you see a set of tits walking down, man, and it's, it's, people, like I say, it's natural. You've got women looking as well, no doubt. Yeah, I mean? yeah, women look as well. I mean, I remember when I was with my friend on holiday last year and we were getting on this plane and this woman was in a trance looking at me, would not break her stare until I was sort of like hello and this is the thing you know it's kind of the same thing if you have a facial disfigurement or you're disabled or something like that it's how people stare at you like you're not actually really a mm -hmm. human being so it, that's really hard because imagine having all eyes on you all the time that's gonna yeah. make you anxious at the best of times for most people but people really are looking at me you know even if i'm covered up and jacket and whatever it's it is constant. How do people treat you in that outside? Do they think you're an easier target because of what you do? Um, yeah, I think people instantly look at me and think porn star, definitely. Um, and they have their assumptions because of that. They probably think I'm a dumb fuck. Would you ever do porn? Yes, yeah. I'd I would love to do it. I'm going to be honest with you. I can see you fucking doing everything <laughs> this year, next year. The year after, <laughs> you came here with good intentions, trying to play calm and say you're going to make this and that, but you're going to be doing all that. Absolute fail. Yeah, it's just because you've already got the dollar signs there. You see what can be done, and it's once you go down that, once you jump on that ship, you ain't fucking going back. I'll be waving you dressed as Jack Sparrow, saying "See you later." <laughs> Like, where do you go forward for the future then like if you're mating doing that and you're saying you'll do porn you're saying you'll do all the other stuff like where do you go then like I know you've got a figure in your head but let's be honest as soon as we get that figure that's not enough mm. you, I think you've you're going you'll go, be going so far do you think you're ever in America as well that's where the money is now yeah the money's big I have most of my customers are American actually um, they I love do, that kind of yeah like it's there. a very American look actually mm. if you think about it it's, everything is bigger in America <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's very American and they love me I, I actually have never been to America so this year I want to go and kind of try and break America um, because once you've got that down you're sorted so that's definitely on the cards but in the future what, what do I want out of life I just want to 
so at the moment I have like a little one bed house and I'm just desperate to get like a huge dream house I've literally dreamt about it since I was seven years old um because you know as I said earlier my family never had any money we had to move out of our house in 2008 because of the crash uh, parents couldn't pay the mortgage and stuff so I've always just wanted that dream house I've had friends that have had it all and I just want to say like look at what I've done I've done that completely single-handedly. Not once has anybody ever given me a penny other than my subscribers. And, um, you know, no one's taught me how to do this. I've this is a business that is turning over like a, a lot of money. And not once has anybody really ever told me how to do any of this. So I think that warrants a pat on the back. But like I say, it's not the type of job that people are like, well done for shoving a dildo in you. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to get people like that. My job is to interview people and get an understanding of the person. It's without passion judgment. I don't give a fuck what anybody does as long as they're, they're not harming kids or themselves. Like basically, yeah. like, some people agree with it, some people don't. But you, you, you get your biggest haters will be men. Like every time I post a photo, a porn star, OnlyFans, it's ah oh, slag this and that. Ninety-nine percent of these perverts are the ones paying. Do you know what I mean? Like, why do you think the Americans accept people? But yet the UK don't. It's fucked up, huh? So this is... I've spoken about this for a while because the culture of Americans is very supportive of one another. You know, like, go, Chad, go. And in Britain, we hate anybody that is doing well. It's like, fuck John, look at him in his Louis Vuitton. Look at him in his Porsche. We have a mentality of, especially in our main media, of bringing people down that are doing well it's people seek it out they want to literally destroy you um because it's jealousy we are so unhappy in this country so chronically unhappy and people are vile because of it because it literally comes down to jealousy even even i've noticed it's not even about necessarily about money people want attention because so many people feel irrelevant like they're nothing in life and they just want attention and notoriety and clout um be, probably because their mums didn't love them and that's not our problem. Uh, people need people need to seek therapy. A lot of people, and they just feel like they've amounted to nothing in essence, which probably isn't true, but it's how they perceive themselves. Again, it comes down to what who do they want to be? You know, every business has a mission statement. What do you want to be known for? Who are you? What do you stand for? Um, and this is what we don't teach people especially children, they're so lost at the moment. But this is why people are full of hate and rage is because they're not fulfilling their potential. They know deep inside they should be doing more. They're not. It's been for the UK, it's, it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex. Like people are just so caught up in a life of pain. And, and once they're in that loop, they can't get out because it's fucking hard. The longer you do it, the harder it is, obviously. But mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about it, man, you can make the changes, you can make the sacrifices to go and try and do something better like it's just hard when you fucking look at people and they're struggling and they're moaning and I'm thinking you're a grown ass man stop being a little fucking bitch do something about it like it's well UK's turned into a, a fucking landfill of cowards man mm. male and female everybody's just moaning yeah. and complaining about fuck all that like, do something don't need to moan about politics or your shitty job or whatever yeah. do something about it like 
That's why I always say it's easy to be successful now because everybody's weak. Yeah, I have to say, and it's one of those things that you only change in your life when you've been through something terrible and you're forced to change. That is the only time that people make moves. And most people are, are lazy and have responsibility. They might be very stressed, have kids. You know, responsibility weighs people down. And it it is hard to get going and off the ground. But you, a lot of it, I feel, actually comes down to working for yourself. You have to have your own business or your own venture or whatever it be, or be creative in any way possible. Because that's the only way. If you just have control over your own earning and how you earn it, you know, this, there's so much potential. If you limit yourself with renting your body out to your boss for a month for two and a half grand for five days a week for eight hours, eight and a half hours, I mean, you're never going to be what you want to be because they, they control you. And this is the crazy thing, actually, that I think people critique a lot of sex work for for what we do but I, your, your boss is fucking you every month for two and a half grand you're on a fucking leash to your boss don't tell me you're not because you are you can't go up to him and say what you really believe or what you really want to do it's all inner politics of working for your office or your you know the company that you work for you can't be who you want to be and it's like you're critiquing us for you know, getting our tits out and getting paid, but your boss is literally fucking you for two and a half grand every month. Yeah, but this is, everybody's getting shafted. That when I, I had Andrew Taylor and I was asking him about um, what to, what's a good pimp and a bad pimp. He says, I don't even call myself a pimp because the real pimps are the big corporations, the people who's working in Starbucks and McDonald's, making them fucking billions, but yet they're getting paid ten quid an hour. That they're the ones. These big corporations are the pimps, the real pimps who's just pimping out every fucking person for a cheap fucking wage and I get it, it was, people are out there trying to survive, I get it but you can have more, you can go and get more you don't have to be caught up in somebody else and making them money making their business strive, yes you've got to put your foot in the door and learn an income and, and whatever but you don't have to settle that and that's the, the thing about humans, we can make choices, we can make better choices, the majority of people tend to make shittier choices yeah. and that's just the environment they were in that have you ever thought about quitting because of the pressure from the outside noise um no because i actually really enjoy what i do i love speaking to people i love meeting people i love the craziness of it the messiness of it i love it i do really enjoy it because it's an insight into the psychology of the public um and the inner workings of people and i just really enjoy it but to be honest what what could i quit it for yeah i could quit it for something less money um i could do but no i think my plan is that i want to have my own modeling agency and basically take women men on and manage their only fans and show them how to run a business really and build a brand and that's that I feel will give me something back in terms of helping other people because you know if you, I can literally go out tomorrow and scout someone on the street and be like I can literally make you you know 10 grand a month I know I can. I've done it for myself single-handedly. I know the algorithms. I know what works, what doesn't work. And yeah, so I think that's what I'd like to do is help 
people make money and make money off them making money. What's your daily routine like being an OnlyFans girl? Uh, at home, most days, if not all days, making content, filming, going live, um, Instagram posts, Twitter posts, TikTok posts, Twitch. It's a constant plan. I've not got something doing all that for you. I have now. I have a digital marketing guy that's helping me because we need to work smarter, not harder. So I do now finally, because I realised I can't do it all on my own single-handedly to get to the next step. You do need help and you need advice and expertise. So now I do have somebody helping me. Um, but yeah, every day it's, you know, the need to go on social media and force myself to perform online and stream and take abuse or criticism. You know, it, it's... I'm not saying it's SAS training, but it's grueling. It's hard. It's tough to be strong every day, mentally strong. I don't think half the people, you know, watching this podcast could put themselves out there like people do if you are a creator. It's very, very difficult. You know, I'm showing my entire body online and that's open to criticism constantly. Yeah. You're fucking next level. I've done a podcast with Katie Hopkins there and I put a post out people saying I'm unfollowing this and that. Like, shut up, you fucking idiot. Like, I genuinely am at the stage, I don't fucking care. I genuinely don't. Like, it's took me probably four years doing this to realise I genuinely don't give a fuck. I used to think about it and I go, ah... Is he, is he serious? Like, what does that mean? I used to think about it. No, I just, I don't give a fuck. I just really believe in the freedom of speech. Even if I disagree with somebody, I think they have the right to have freedom of speech. That That is why actually Andrew Tate is an interesting character because I don't feel like he should be deplatformed. I don't agree with everything he says. You know, women, that topic is a very difficult topic topic with Andrew Tate but you know I agree with him what he says about the world how money is who's in power and how things work he's 110% accurate and actually it's weird because once you come out of working for a company and the corporate world and you work for yourself it's literally like an awakening like a spiritual awakening you realize how much of what you're fed is complete bullshit the same with schooling kids are literally being taught nothing of what they need to know and it is the big corporations that are at fault here it absolutely is look at shell they're announcing billions and billions of profit and where do they think who is that coming from it's coming from you and i okay and they're paying no, no tax nothing and yet people who earn well today, you know, if you're earning over, what is it in the UK, 50 grand a year, you pay 40% tax on that. And then if you earn even more, you pay even more. The effective tax rate is actually 62%. But that is a fuck of a lot to take from somebody. And the problem is not in people earning a lot of money because you will be paying tax on that. It's the people that own assets. And if I was the prime minister, you asked me earlier, things have got to got to change because it cannot carry on how, how it is today. People can't heat, heat their homes or eat or feed their children or buy school uniform. Most people receiving benefits are in work. 
it's we have literally impoverished our whole nation and we're bankrupting our government at the same time it is unsustainable as humans why do you think we're here oh that's a really good question i actually ask myself that every day so i'm really interested to know but you know why are humans here every day and what is the meaning of life the meaning of life is just to live and to enjoy although not you won't enjoy life all the time but again that is the meaning of life do you think as a human though we know what happiness is we know what enjoyment is anymore because we've been so conditioned from birth no do you know what i mean like i always say this there's never a blueprint or manual how we should be living life that should you be doing OnlyFans? Should I be doing podcasts? Should we be trying to build social media phones? I don't think we should be. I genuinely don't. I feel as if it's a bit of tribalism. I feel as if you should have your own wee tribe and have, not a village, but growing your own fruit, growing your own fridge and just family orientated friends. And it's your tribe. Nobody gets in, nobody gets out. It's in there. Like, I just feel as if the world's just one big stage. I feel as if it's so messed up and people are so confused. And it's not that people are bad, it's just what they know. It's what they've been conditioned to. It's what they've learned. It's just learned behaviours. Like, I don't have all the answers, but I'm trying to work on... I'm trying to ask the right questions for, to better my own fucking life. But I genuinely... Sometimes I think I've, I've got it together. Other times I think you ain't got a fucking clue, mate. That is the capitalist society, though. That is what we're born into, to believe that you need to get a job, to buy a house, to get... And you're not even buying a house. You're buying debt to get a house. Like, this is what people don't understand. Everything... Uh, it's actually crazy how, how different it is between the haves and the have-nots, right? Because... If you don't know someone who owns a supermarket, it doesn't mean that that doesn't exist. Everything is owned that you see, right? So the shops, the land, the house that you're, you know, sits on sometimes if it's not freehold. It's like there's so many people who are super wealthy. If you don't if you don't own your house, somebody has debt that they've lent you to get that house. And that is the problem. That's why we're all driven to think that we need to buy things to be to be happy. Because otherwise it wouldn't serve the powers that be if we were all spiritual and living off the land and being community, you know, led mm -hmm. in tribes, which actually is the meaning of life. It's each other. It's being human. And <laughs> this is the interesting thing, because if we if we conti continue on this trajectory of where we're going, if you lose what it is to be human, we're done. That's it over <laughs> how's the mental health now um yeah it's good my mental health is good but i struggle i struggle every day because i want more meaning to my life i, I feel like i do have meaning but i want to help people i want to make i love politics i love making an impact in a positive way and because I, I know where I was like four years ago. I wasn't ambitious, didn't know who I was and just thought, you know, ticking along, you know, not really thinking about life or anything. And life is about everything we do should add value in the world, right? In a positive way. Otherwise, what's the point of doing it? What just to earn money? That is not what I want. I want to add value. I want to have a positive impact on people, be a good person, teach people like what I've learned through my 
trials and tribulations, you know. Experiences. I've not, <laughs> experiences, exactly. I've not always got it right. You know, I've fucked up so many times. And I, I'm one of these people that I'm like, yep, fucked up there, fully admit it. I'm not afraid of being wrong and I'm humble. And look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And as long as you learn from it, that's what counts. You talk about politics and you seem to have a passion for that. The longer you do what you do, do you feel as if if you ever try to get into politics, nobody would take you serious? Absolutely, and yeah. this is where the problem comes with the damage that's already been done. Like, no matter if you're the smartest person in the world, you're always going to be tarred with that brush of what you do. Yeah, and I would... This is actually true. I would I love to go into politics. I was looking at it the other day. But who is going to vote for me to be prime minister? It just won't happen, you know. People will just be like, oh, they will not be able to take me seriously. But don't Even say that, Fox. <laughs> Donald Trump get president, do you know what I mean? But you don't know who's pulling the strings behind that. But if that man become president, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't never sell maybe. yourself short. You just never know. But do you have a, is that a concern? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And, you know, what stories would come out about you and selling stories and uh, all of that it's like that's actually what's wrong with this this world is even if someone tries to do good through politics the media will find that they did coke once when they were 14 and then it's like they're you know done forever it's like nobody is perfect yes you make mistakes it depends what the mistake is um but yeah, it's we're too critical of politicians. Yeah, that's life. Maddie, listen, for coming on today, babe, and telling your story, I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> You've got your head screwed on. I wish you all the best for the future. But would you like to finish up on anything? Um, I don't know what I would finish up on, really. Come yeah. and subscribe, guys, yeah. if you like bimbo vacation. <laughs> what's your TikTok? What's your Instagram? What's your OnlyFans? Yeah, so my OnlyFans is madison.fox and that's Madison with a double D. Um, but yeah, my, I have TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, I've got the bunch. Got them all. I know you struggle with mental health yourself, but for anybody that's maybe watching, struggling yourself, what advice would you have for them? Just be yourself, unapologetically yourself. Always do what you feel is right for you. Don't worry about other people. Maddie, yes. listen, all the best for the future. Future Prime Minister. Take care, babe, and God Thank bless. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.